Hey everybody, this is Father John Ricardo with Acts 29, and in the middle of all the craziness and the uncertainty that's going on right now, it seems from our perspective as a team that it's worth using these days to reflect in a more deliberate way on the scriptures every day, which for many of us now is the only spiritual food that we're receiving. And so we're going to do a special podcast series simply entitled, Be Not Afraid, God's Word in Uncertain Times. And we'll try to post something every day, usually reflecting on the scriptures so that we can listen in on what God is trying to say to us in these days. On this Monday of the fourth week of Easter, it's not so much the readings that I'm continuing to reflect on. It's more just this theme that has struck me in a way that I don't ever remember it striking me before in the Easter season and years past, that the apostles are not just proclaiming what they've seen, they're proclaiming what they've heard. So I keep going back to this uh, simple truth that Jesus didn't just pop up every once in a while between his resurrection and ascension and show himself to the apostles. There was conversation, there was teaching, there was discussion, there was questions being asked by the apostles and answers being given by the Lord. And what strikes me today in a particular way is there must have been unimaginable laughter. I think Many people have this image of of God in general, and perhaps Jesus in particular, as being very stoic, very stern, almost you know speaking with an English accent. No offense to my English friends. Um, nothing could be farther from the truth. I, I keep thinking of the line that I think it's G.K. Chesterton says at near the end of his great book Orthodoxy, where he says, "You know, the Gospels reveal every emotion being displayed by Jesus in the Gospels, save one." And the one that they hold back on is his mirth, his joy. And Chesterton says something to the effect of, or implies anyway, that it's almost because it would have been impossible to capture in words the joy and the delight of God. This is such a different image of God than most of us have. God loves to play. So I'm thinking of this even with the, the antiphon that's offered today from uh, in the Missal from uh, just after communion from the Gospel of John, chapter 20, when Jesus on Easter stun- Sunday stands in the midst of the apostles and uh, simply says, peace be with you, alleluia. Now, we, we hear this read by, you know, people like me or deacons and priests and bishops around the country, and it's often... Oh, gosh, it's just often said in such a matter-of-fact, blah way, right? So imagine what what God's tone of voice is like on Easter Sunday when he shows himself for the first time to his friends, the people he's been closest to over the last three years, as if to say, like, ta-da! Hey, guys, like, check this out. I'm alive. Like, death has no dominion over me. That's the entrance antiphon from today from Paul's letter to the Romans, right? Death has no more dominion over Jesus. It, it, it's, it has no rule over him, no power over him. And oh, by the way, because it has no dominion or rule or power over him, it has no dominion or rule or power over me. And so I keep thinking of what it must have been like, these meals that Jesus had 
after his resurrection, before his ascension, with the twelve. And not only the questions being bantered back and forth and the answers being offered up by him, but the, but the food and the wine and the laughter and the joy that must have just permeated out from him and been absorbed by the apostles. And it's this, not just the fact that they see him, but that they see him and they engage with him and they interact with him and they hear him and they see the life of God shining out from him in all its glory. It's because of this that they go forth into the world with so much fearlessness, just not caring about anything other than wanting to be faithful to God and to tell everybody about this love and this mercy which God has showed us in the person of his son by his life and death and resurrection. And then going about doing the work of turning the world upside down, which is uh, perhaps my favorite way in the Acts of the Apostles that the world at large describes the impact of Paul and the others. Uh, Paul, remember, we just heard his conversion uh, last week on Friday. The apostles turned the world upside down with the message of the gospel. Everything was set on its end because they sought to bring everything they could into harmony with the Father's plan, starting with an understanding that life has meaning and purpose and that there's a God. And there's not just a God, but that he's good and he's not just good, he's loving and he's not just good and loving, he's powerful And he's not just good and loving and powerful. He has fought for us and rescued us and destroyed the power of death and the cycle that human life is stuck in is broken because death has no dominion over Jesus and therefore therefore has no dominion over me. So these days of Easter, which oftentimes I don't think we know how to celebrate, and, and it's really hard right now in the midst of all that we're going through in the country and in the world to enter into a celebratory spirit because we're, we're on lockdown. We're slowly beginning to emerge from it, but we're still experiencing all the social distancing and all the things that come from that. And it doesn't feel that festive. But the prayer today, I'd encourage us to ask and to make is just, Lord, fill me with joy. Help me to see first in my mind what those conversations must have been like around the table with you and the twelve after you rose from the dead. Help me to hear the laughter and the smiles. And then help me today, Lord, enter into that conversation with you. Let me see you smile at me. Let me see your joy over me. Uh, unfaithful as I've been in my life, um, rebellious and fickle as I've been in my life, doesn't matter because you've loved me and rescued me and given me a chance to start over. Help me to see your face today, Lord, and fill me with joy. Let that be our prayer. Let's pray for each other as well, that we all might together experience uh, a, a new glimpse of Jesus, perhaps than the one that we're most of us anyway, familiar with. And then let's try to bring that joy into the world in which we live. Do not be afraid. 
God, God, for crying out loud, is with you. And you were born for this. 